Some people say, no, all I need is the word. All I need is the word. No, no. Jesus was the word. The word made flesh. And even he needed the Holy Spirit. Even he needed the Holy Spirit. He only started his ministry after being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he didn't just think, oh, that's great. I've got the Holy Spirit. No, he went out into the wilderness. For 40 days and 40 nights. Fasting. People say, oh, that must have been really hard. I don't think so. I think he was in the manifest glory of God. I think he didn't want to come out of it. But like Moses on the mountain for 40 days. In the glory of God, it says the cloud was like a fire. Moses went up into the, the mighty glory of God for 40 days. I just think he didn't want to come out of it. That's why he was there for so long. It was just so good. Awesome presence of God. Jesus was just being led by the Holy Spirit for 40 days. Just getting going deeper and deeper and deeper. It says he went into the wilderness, filled with the Holy Spirit. He came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And so you need the Holy Spirit, no matter who you are. It's not just the Word. Yes, thank God for the Word. Jesus is the Word. Thank God for the Bible. I love the Word. I love the Bible. But you need the Holy Spirit to make the Bible come alive. He's a Spirit of revelation. He's a Spirit of truth. He's the one who enlightens our heart and opens our heart to see. He's not just some distant Holy Spirit or just some dormant Holy Spirit. No, He's, he's a present, ever-present Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you will know Him, for He will be in you, and He will be with you. You will know Him. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Is He your closest friend? So you don't just need the Word. You need the Word and the Spirit. You need the Word and the Holy Spirit. And Paul says in Ephesians 5.17, Don't be drunk on wine which leads to debauchery, but be filled, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, keep being filled with the Holy Spirit so that you would be led by the Spirit. Because wine wants to lead us one way. And when you come under the influence of wine, it takes you and leads you one way. When you come under the Holy Spirit, it leads you where He wants to take you. It's called being Spirit-led, but you've got to be filled with the Spirit. And you say, well, we've already been filled with the Spirit. See, this is just flowing out of me now. So we didn't plan to say any of this. You say, well, we've already been filled with the Spirit. Yes, the early church was filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And then in Acts chapter 5, after some persecution, they went and had a pretty awesome prayer meeting where the ground shook. There was a mighty earthquake. And it says, they were all, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and went out and spoke the word boldly. Many believed. It says that, so they were people that were already filled with the Spirit. And then it says, they, and then they were all filled with the Spirit. And it's not like being baptized again with the Holy Spirit. If you've been baptized, He lives in you. He'll never leave. He remains forever. But we need to continually be being filled with the Holy Spirit. And what is that? That's just continually soaking in His presence. It's being in His presence. It's drinking of His presence. We were created for His presence. One day, we're going to step into glory. We're going to be in the undiluted, glorious presence of God every moment of all eternity. Jesus says we should pray for heaven to come to earth as it is in heaven. I don't just want to live a dry life here on earth, just, just the word. Thank God for the word, but I don't want to live a dry life and just, and then in heaven it's just glorious. No, no, right now, heaven, right, the kingdom manifesting in our lives right now. Jesus never left us as often. He says, it's better that I go because then I'll send the Holy Spirit. He'll be with you and he'll fill you. So if that is you tonight, don't, don't resist him. Don't let your theology limit you from receiving the Holy Spirit. You might not understand it all, but I'm telling you now, it is, it's biblical. It's Bible. Maybe you grew up in some kind of context where they were afraid of the Holy Spirit or they kind of scared people about the Holy Spirit or preached against the Holy Spirit. In Hong Kong, all the believers are very scared of the Holy Spirit. The church has taught them that if you laugh or shake or cry, 
under the Holy Spirit. Well, like that's the devil. It's like, wow, it's a wonderful teaching. So when the Holy Spirit comes, people freak out. They think it's the devil. They believe more in the power of the devil than the power of the Spirit. We just had to teach them. No, Holy Spirit, good. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's delightful. He's your helper. You need him. Without him, you just become religious and stiff and dry, conservative, like a walking funeral. <laughs> Going somewhere to manifest. <laughs> Come to our church. <laughs> It's a funeral service on a Sunday. No, it's supposed to be, church should be the happiest place on the planet. So full of the joy of God. We've got such a sad world out there. The world is so sad, so depressed, so unhappy. Look into drugs, look into alcohol. Look into all these different things, going to comedy shows and, and all these things just to try to cheer themselves up. Antidepressant, just epidemic. People are so sad. And then the church says, come to church. Come to the funeral service. We've got the answer. No, the church has got the answer. It's called the joy of the Holy Spirit. It's called the supernatural oil of heaven, the balm of heaven, the joy of the Holy Spirit. It makes you happy, supernaturally happy. Not worldly, earthly joy, but it's supernatural, heavenly joy. <laughs> we thank you for your joy, Holy Spirit. We thank you for supernatural joy. In this place, pour it out, pour it out. The new wine of heaven, the new wine of the new covenant. First miracle Jesus ever did was turn water into wine. Not just a little bit, but a lot. Heck of a lot. <laughs> Sounds like Donald Trump. Heck of a lot. It's beautiful wine. <laughs> Those, those jars were huge, huge, huge and beautiful. One, oh, that one, oh, that one, oh, so sweet, so sweet. <laughs> it's like the spirit of Trump just came on me. <laughs> First miracle to show forth his glory. Because see... Church is supposed to be a wedding. It's a wedding celebration. It's not a funeral service because the church is the bride and Jesus is the bridegroom. It's just very interesting, very curious that the first miracle he did was to turn water into wine at a, at a, at a wedding. <laughs> I just think Jesus wants the church full of the wine. The New Testament said you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. must put new wine into new wineskins. He was talking about the new covenant. He's talking about the new wine of the new covenant. It's just, one, it's just interesting that he uses that metaphor, wine. <laughs> it's just funny that the Bible says we should drink, be filled. Don't be filled with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. It's just funny that it says that. <laughs> it's just curious. It's just curious. Oh, how does that glorify God? When people laugh, when people laugh, how does that glorify God? Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you serious? When people are happy, when people are laughing, when people are joyful, people are like, oh, the Toronto blessing. I was like, yeah, the church finally got happy. Thank God. Thank God the church finally got happy. And then we sobered up and then we got grumpy again. And then the world lost interest. <laughs> I did not think tonight was going to go like this. <laughs> I 
Come on, just drink. Don't wait. Just drink. Just drink. It's good. It's safe. You can be safe. Holy Spirit is so safe. Holy Spirit's not weird. People are weird. <laughs> Holy Spirit's not weird. Don't blame him. Some people act weird. But they were weird before the Holy Spirit came. <laughs> Don't blame the Holy Spirit. He might get you to do some weird things. But our responsibility isn't to ask, why would he do that? Our responsibility is to ask, is he doing that? Is that him? Because if that's him, I don't want to fight against it. I don't want to resist it. Now, it might offend my preference. It might offend my upbringing, my traditions. I'm not used to this. This is not what I'm used to. This is church not supposed to be like this. Well, who died and made you the Pope? <laughs> I have never said I have never said some of these things. <laughs> some of these things oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't blame the Holy Spirit <laughs> I, I, I also just found that Jesus Jesus is okay with a little bit of weird hey he actually is and we're, we're, we're trying to like protect his dignity we're trying to protect his dignity People laughing and rolling around on the floor and we're like scared. Ooh, got to protect God's dignity. Yeah, why? Like, stop it. <laughs> God doesn't need you to protect his dignity. Hey. Well, this is going to scare the lost. It's going to freak the lost out. Well, Pentecost freaked the lost out. The people on the street, Holy Spirit was poured out. Mighty rushing wind. Fire of God, glorious manifestation of the mighty presence of God. Fire, I mean, that happened. That happened. That happened. <laughs> so that happened. So that's biblical. Okay? Boom. Boom. Mic drop. This mic is, you've done a few mic drops with this mic, eh? <laughs> Sideways, not. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind and they got filled with the Spirit. Okay? And I personally, this is my personal conviction, my personal conviction, they got absolutely hammered drunk. Absolutely blind drunk in the Holy Spirit. I think they would have been rolling on the ground, laughing, being happy. Just. Happy. God's like, I'm going to start my church out. We, we've had 1,500 years of sadness, of the law, of the law covenant. 1,500 years of law and, and, and death. It's like it's time for the church to get happy. Time for my people to get happy. I've never said that either, ever, ever in my whole life. Are you recording it? <laughs> Man. Because I, I go to places and then I, I preach similar stuff, you know. You guys are getting fresh wine tonight. <laughs> Some of it is stuff I've said, but just... <laughs> but more is not. But... So the Holy Spirit comes, they get drunk, and the people outside, they kind of freak out. They're like, what's happening? What's happening? That's it. Enjoy it, man. Take it. Take it. It's yours. <laughs> Joy. Pause. When I was 14, just remember Pentecost, okay? People outside freaking out. So when I was 14... 
my dad, he was having these revival meetings at, at Coastlands Church in Australia. This is like, when was I 14? 93 or something. Some of you like crunching the number, doing the math. Um, 92 or 93. And uh, man, the Holy Spirit was just being poured out. Yeah, this was like Toronto Blessing kind of peaking days. And, um, and uh, peaking, duck. No. And, and I was just, as this young kid, just seeing all these people getting filled and revival fire just every night having these meetings. People would go up the front. My dad was praying for people. Fire, 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 fire. I was just seeing these people boah, 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 falling over. Boah, boah, boah. Just on the ground. <laughs> just laughing, rolling, you know, courtesy cloth. And just getting, just getting, just getting entangled. Getting wrapped up in the courtesy cloth. <laughs> and, um, and, and I was thinking, this, this looks good. This looks good. I didn't think, oh, this is freaking me out. This is so weird. No, I was like, man, this is good. This is a party. I want, I want to have some. I want to get involved here. And, um, and so one night I went up. I went up the front. I'm like, I'm going to get some of this tonight. I want this laughter. This like... It's like they've been drinking and having drugs. And, and uh, I went to a public school and people did drink and they had drugs. And, and so I think I was like, oh, this looks good. I want some of this. And, and so um, I went down the front and, and my daddy comes down the line. He's praying for people. Fire. Person falls over. Boah, fire. Boah, fire. Boah, fire. I'm getting fire. Nothing. Next person. Fire. Boom, fire. Boom, fire. Boom. Everyone's lying down. Everyone's on the floor laughing, screaming. I'm like, wait, what, what, what about me, God? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I didn't get any that night. And, um, and uh, it made me like hungry. I've got to get some of this. This looks good. Next night, straight out the front. All right, I'm going to get some tonight. Fire, 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 nothing. Fire, 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 fire. And uh, this just went on night after night. I kept coming out feeling nothing. And I just got so hungry. I just got so desperate. I'm like, God, I need this. I want this. I, I'm hungry. And it's like, sometimes God just lets us get hungry. Sometimes he just waits. And sometimes God isn't just a fast food, drive-through, five-minute God. Sometimes he just wants us to linger, to press in to be hungry. Yeah, yes, because of grace, we can step straight in. Thank God. We don't have to claw our way into his presence. We don't have to spend three days of penance and, you know, what was that? <laughs> was, that a, was that a bug? <laughs> we don't have to spend three days. <laughs> it's just an, just an angel's wing. <laughs> no. We don't have to claw it. Because of grace, we just step straight in. But sometimes, God, he just holds back a little bit to let you get hungry. Because sometimes if we just got it all so quickly, we'd just, we'd just, just be lazy. We'd just treat God like our little genie. Just rub, you know. God, I'm ready now. God's like, no, sometimes you can just wait on me. <laughs> There's that wait in his presence. Wait upon the Lord. Sometimes God wants us to wait. And be hungry and be thirsty and to press in. Not be in a rush. So we, this day and age, we're always in a rush. Praying, I'm praying. Oh, God, thank you, God. Oh, I need to look at my phone. And then we're just looking at our phone. Oh, thank you, God. I'll see you later. Sometimes you just put your phone down. Close the curtains or whatever. Just get alone with God. Get into His presence. Be hungry for Him. And I got so hungry. And... Uh, Man, it just reached this level of desperation. My dad said, all right, come down the front. And I was the first one down the front. Ran, I sprinted down the front, I stood up. And I think he just saw the, the hunger. And, and, and so he didn't wait for the catches. He's just, he does that sometimes. I don't know if you've ever seen my dad minister. He's like, he just gets excited. And people are there, all right, the glory is here. Fire, fire, fire. I feel like falling over everywhere. <laughs> and so... He just, I got out the front and he just goes, fire. And I just felt this power coming out of him. It was like, just, it's, it's like something hit me. 
something hit me and it just it knocked me off my feet. It I flung me backwards. There was a wall behind me, a brick wall. Flung me backwards, bang my head on the wall, landed on the ground, and I was screaming with laughter. <laughs> As a 14-year-old kid, and for two, two hours, I was rolling around the ground, screaming with laughter, just being filled with the Spirit, just waves of the Spirit, just flowing through me. And normally 14-year-old kids are pretty self-conscious, right? It's like when you get drunk, see, in the natural, you get drunk and you just don't care, man. You got so much confidence. Hey, whatever. Hey, karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> karaoke. And you get drunk in the Holy Spirit, you don't care. You just don't care. I was just so loud. I just remember, like, a part of my natural self was thinking, wow, that's really loud. You are, la- you are laughing really loud. Like, the people right at the back can, can hear this. And I wonder, I wonder what they're thinking. And I was just like, I don't care. I just don't care. Because it was so good. And I got up. A changed boy. <laughs> changed man. I got up and I was different. And I knew that I knew that I knew that he was real. And the next day I was praying. It's like, oh God, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome last night. And I was like, whoa, what's happening there? And I could feel my belly just getting to wobble. <laughs> it's like, what is that? No one had ever showed me that or told me that. I mean, I'd see my dad's, my dad's hands is always... Shaking, like when the Holy Spirit comes, he, his hands will shake. Ooh, ooh, that's so weird. Why, 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 why is that so weird? <laughs> why, why? God's presence, the living God, the living God comes and fills us. We should explode. <laughs> hey, why is a little bit of shaking? Why is it? We should obliterate. <laughs> hey. A little bit of shaking. I mean, that's, that should be normal. You don't have to shake, but so what? People shake. Now, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so much into the, the clucking chickens and the barking dogs. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not my place to say why. Why would God do that? Why? No, is that God? Bill Johnson. Bill Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson tells a story. He said he was talking to someone in their congregation and they said they went into this, what do you call it? A tea room? It's a deli, a cafe, like where you buy milk and bread and stuff. And so he goes in in America. This guy, he, he buys whatever, a drink. He goes to the counter, pays for it. As he's walking out the door, the Holy Spirit says to him, I want you to go back inside and do a headstand in front of the, the, the attendant serving behind the counter. He's like, what? Holy Spirit, what? Is that you? He's like, he just, he just feels, he just feels this inward compulsion, just this inward audible voice saying, go and do it. He says like, all right, I'm going to do it. Goes inside, does a headstand in front of the guy. And the guy bursts into tears, starts weeping, starts sobbing. He says, why are you sobbing? He says, I've been so sad lately. I've been so depressed. I'm at the end of myself. I'm, I'm just, I'm at the end. I've had enough. The guy behind the counter, I've had enough. And, and after this shift, I want to go home and kill myself. And I, and I said, like one final Hail Mary or just, just one f- I just said, God, I've had enough. I need to know if you're, if you're real, like if this is, if you are real and I need, I need you. I, I need, you know, but I don't even know if you're real. And I've just, you know, he's a bit afraid to, to die. Obviously he says, God, sh- show me that you're real. I, I want you, that man that's walking out the door. I want you to get him to come back in and do a headstand right in front of me. And if he does that, I'll know that you are real. It's a true story. 
just wept. God encountered him. And so you could say, why would God do that? It's very clear. I mean, after the fact, it's very clear. But while it's happening, he's doing his headstand by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's like, why would God do that? It's not our place to question that, hey? Just got to trust God is doing more than we can, than than our little peanut brain can can figure out. (laughs) You like speak for yourself, right? (laughs) And so I was just like, Holy Spirit, whoo, that's, oh, my stomach's wobbling. I could feel his presence. 14 year old kid, I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Next day, I go to prayer. God. Thank you for the. I can feel your presence, God. I could feel the Holy Spirit. I tell you, I just got to know. I got to know the Holy Spirit. Didn't get to know the theory. Didn't get to know just, just the scriptures about the Holy Spirit. I actually got to know the real person, the third person of the Trinity, the Alos Parakletos, the one who comes alongside us to help us, to fill us. He's the Spirit of truth, He guides us in the truth. He, ma- he takes all that belongs to Jesus and He makes it experientially and reveren- revelationally known to us. He's the wonderful person of the Holy Spirit. And as a 14 year old kid, I started to get to know the Holy Spirit. And I had some wayward days where I walked away, <laughs> got into drugs and all that kind of stuff. And just school, got in with the wrong crowd. But it's like I always knew God was real. And I actually always felt his presence because I'd go surfing and uh, Adelaide, where I'm from, they got big great white sharks. So every time I went out, I'd pray, Holy Spirit, Billy Wobbling, all right, he's here. It's good, it's good. He's here. <laughs> Protect me from the sharks. And, uh, and I'll tell you, his presence, his presence in me didn't, I just, I knew, I, I knew him enough to not be able to enjoy the world. He just did not let me enjoy the world. I was trying. I was really trying to enjoy the world and drugs and partying and stuff. It's just I I knew enough about God to not be able to enjoy the world. And I knew enough about the world to not enjoy God. It was just the worst place I've ever lived. Hated it. You can't live with one foot in the kingdom, one foot in the world. You've got to make a decision. And I did. I got on my hands and knees when I was 17. 24th of July, 1995. Just got in trouble with the police. My dad said, come upstairs, Ryan. We got the dog. Hey, he put on a, a strong Afrikaans accent. <laughs> yeah, I knew there was trouble, eh? Come upstairs now, Ryan. We have got the dog. And I, was, I just got in lots of trouble with the police stealing, shoplifting, all that stuff. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. It's like, come here. And uh, just half an hour just grilled me. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You know, I'm like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Just, yeah. But actually, I was embarrassed. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit just caused them to change tact. It's just Holy Spirit anointed evangelism. Mm, come on. He will... Empower us to be witnesses. Holy Spirit just caused my dad, just in the middle of nowhere, he just said, Ryan, if you died right now, where would you spend eternity? And it's like, it's like, it's like the Holy Spirit just fired an arrow into my heart and just hit me. Just an arrow of conviction. It's like, oh, I just, I had a revelation. I was lost. I knew, knew about Jesus. And this is kind of the conflicting thing because I know I got filled with the Spirit when I was 14. But I believe I got radically saved when I was 17. And I might have been saved before that because I'd, 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 I'd gotten saved 50 times in, in an altar call. Been out of 50 altar calls. I just want to make sure. I just got to make sure. I think my dad led me to the Lord about 20 times. <laughs> he just wanted to make sure. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and it felt like a truck hit me. I had a revelation. I'm not right with God. Lost. Now, in that moment, I, I, I felt like if I died, I would be lost. 
for all eternity, separate from God. And so I, I went downstairs, I got on my knees, put my hands in the air, said, Jesus, I surrender. I'm yours. I give you my life. This is it. I give up. I actually said, I give up. I give up. I surrender. I'm yours. In a moment, in an instant, he broke drug addiction off my life. Supernaturally broke drug addiction off my life. Set me free. I went for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm thinking, what's happening? I just don't even feel like it. I can't believe it. So good. And the miracle, supernatural miracle of rebirth took place, I believe, inside of me. I've been on fire for him ever since. Fire for Jesus. No plans of backsliding. <laughs> Got no plans. <laughs> I don't want to backslide. Backsliding. <laughs> My wife and I, we face some crazy times. <laughs> you know, like all of us. Yeah, like being in ministry for many years and, and um, you know, sometimes people are not nice. <laughs> hey? ah, sometimes people can be mean and um, <laughs> hey, we can hurt each other why? why do we do that? I don't know <laughs> maybe just maybe not surrendered maybe not surrendered to the king and um, or just clumsy <laughs> Just, just bad people skills. <laughs> no emotional intelligence. But um, sometimes the enemy cuts in on people and um, climbs inside of them and <laughs> takes over the controls and <laughs> uses them to buffet you and stop you. <laughs> and so, yeah, we've had our fair share of betrayal and... and uh, <laughs> hurt and um, yeah just stuff just stuff we've walked through and um, never ever once never ever once thought about punishing Jesus just never crossed my mind thought never crossed my mind oh that person hurt me that's it God had enough leaving this church it's going to go and backslide for 10 years. <laughs> Come limping back to Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for grace. Thank you for grace, God. I believe in grace. Yes. Thank God for grace. God, grace does heal. Sometimes we have some scars, right? A few limps. Just running for Jesus. I don't want to have to backslide to learn some things. My goodness. Holy Spirit's my teacher. <laughs> He'll teach me what I need to know. Doesn't need to, I don't need to go spend 10 years in the wilderness. I don't need to be angry at Jesus. Be angry at God. This concept, I was so angry at God. I just, I've never understood that. Angry at God. It's just so angry at God. Having a little tantrum. Just a little tantrum. Just so angry at God. How can you be angry at God? Don't you know he's God? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, firstly, don't you have a, a revelation of his awe? His mighty glory? His infinite attributes? And you there having a little tension, being angry at him? Because someone changed the color of the curtains at church? <laughs> <laughs> no revelation of his awe and and a revelation of his goodness revelation of the goodness of god how can you be angry at god he's a good god be angry at the devil <laughs> be angry at christians <laughs> no <laughs> Be angry at the deacons. No. <laughs> no. No. Just, just 
Get over it. <laughs> Walk in love. I don't know. Just get a hold of God. Every, every struggle we went through, Kylie and I went through. Man, we went through some stuff. <laughs> and everyone that we went through didn't cause us to run from God. Didn't cause us to get angry at God. Caused us to press into God. Just caused us to run to God. God, I need you. I need your help. We need your help. We need your strength. Crisis happens. Tragedy happens. I don't blame God. God's never at fault. He's glorious. He's good. Amen? And so the crowd outside, they were freaking out. <laughs> Thought I forgot. <laughs> and uh, they were gathering. They were bewildered. He says, what is this noise? They heard this noise and church praying in tongues. <laughs> all praying loudly. Top of all, They must have been praying loudly. Not like a lot of churches today. Dear Jesus, dear Lord. Ooh. Lifted his hands. <laughs> it's a devil, it's a devil. No, they must have been praying loudly. Probably laughing, happy, joyful, free. Just freedom. The Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. And they're praying loudly because how do you know it was loud? Because people outside down, down could hear them. And they came and the crowd gathered and they were bewildered and said, what is this? We're hearing them praying in our own languages and, and declaring the praises of God. And then some mocked. They mocked. Said, ha ha, they are drunk. They've had one. Had new wine. They must be drunk. Mocking them. Why did they think that they'd had wine? Why did they think that they were drunk? Honestly, come on. They must have sounded drunk. Hey, they must have sounded drunk. This is the world. This is worldly people. That know what it sounds like to be drunk. They've heard drunk people before. They've heard the drunkards. And, and they were bewildered and they were mocking Oh, you know, if people are laughing in church and the lost come in and, oh, they're going to just, they're going to be bewildered and they're just going to mock. Yeah. So what? Like, seriously. So what? We've got to protect God's dignity. Just our crusade, our little self-appointed crusade. Got to protect God's dignity. It's like, God doesn't need you to do that. And guess what? Guess what happened? 3,000 people got saved. Because good leadership stood up. See? It's not just wild, crazy chaos. No, it's, it's glory, it's fire, it's Holy Spirit, but it's also good leadership. Good leadership stands up. Hey, guys. This? This here? This was spoken about by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's what you're seeing right here. This is the spirit of God being poured out. And he explained it, told what was happening. And through it, preached the gospel and 3,000 people got saved. And so the churches try to remove the Holy Spirit. Let's try to take the Holy Spirit out of church because we're afraid people are going to mock. We're afraid people are going to criticize. We're afraid, we're afraid that people are going to be bewildered and confused and freaked out and weird. But the very thing that they need is the Holy Spirit. The very thing that they need is the presence of God. Because they are so desperately sad out there. And they're not coming to the church for our coffee. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> I mean, I love coffee in church. <clears throat> more and more of it. They're not coming for the lights. They're not coming for the screens. I love all of that stuff. I love excellence. I love screens. You know, they're all tools that we can use. But, but the lost, they're coming because they want to know if God is real. Is God real? And so then we take God out of the church. And so all we got, all we got left is coffee and, and, and screens and entertainment. We substituted the presence of God for programs, entertainment, 
No wonder we're having to crank people up to serve God and twist their arm because most of them are false converts. They got caught up in the emotion of church and, oh, this is cool, I like this club. This is a good club. They never got... They never got the bewitching spell of the God of this world broken off their minds so that they could see the, the glory of Christ. The only thing that is going to break the bewitching spell of people is the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and Paul, he said, I didn't come to you with wise and persuasive words and TED Talks. You went there. I might have said it, but not in that context. TED Talks. Little motivational pep talks and speeches. And, you know, we should motivate people, all of that. Yep. But those things are not going to break the spell of people. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the glory of the face of Christ, shining in the face of Christ. That Jesus is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Savior, the only Savior, and that they are lost. And on their way to a Christless eternity in hell, that's right, in hell, Christless eternity if they die without Christ. And the only thing that is going to save them is putting their faith in Jesus and receiving his gift of grace, his gift of righteousness, the eternal life, supernatural gift and miracle of rebirth. Amen? By believing in Christ. They'll only cry out to a Savior when they can see Jesus. They can have faith in Christ. You know, the preaching of the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. Not just preaching, but the presence of God. There was no preaching on the day of Pentecost. It was just the presence of God. And then Peter got up and explained it. And so it's the Holy Spirit that breaks the spell. People are under the God of this world. They, they, they sons of disobedience. That's what the Bible says. Carrying on with their lives. They're under the power of the devil. Mocking God. And we think if we take God out and just do TED Talks and coffees like Skinny jeans, soy lattes, and, and uh, men with handbags that are bigger than their wives. <laughs> that, that is a Rodney Howard Brown quote, all right? <laughs> oh, man. I'm having fun. That's why I'm just going on and on. Like, we're going to bring this to a close soon. But I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. Like, I, I kind of feel like I'm preaching to the choir here. Though. <laughs> like, you guys are very open to the Spirit. But, man, my, my heart is, is just, it's grieved. We need to be grieved. Grieved that the Holy Spirit is no longer welcome to his own party. Church is all dressed up. Having this big party. The guest of honor. It's not there. It's not welcome. It's not just that he's not there. He's not welcome there. We're going to rely on our programs. We're going to rely on our screens and our coffees and our skinny jeans. I've, I've got some skinny jeans, so don't worry about it. I'm all for skinny jeans. <laughs> but I'm not relying on my skinny jeans. <laughs> It's the presence of God. It's the power of God. Paul the Apostle, he said, he said if, 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 if we're all prophesying in a meeting, he's talking about a corporate meeting. If we're all prophesying, what is that? That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some churches are like, oh, we don't do the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why not? Who said you could stop doing them? Hey? <laughs> Serious. I oh, know we don't. We just do excellence. We just do program. We just do the word. You know, hour and 15 minute service, in by nine, out by 10, whatever. What's my dad call it? Drive, a dry cleaning service. <laughs> like some churches just like dry cleaning. Um, what was the last thing I was saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
he's, he's one of the drunkest ones here and he remembered. <laughs> See, some, some people would say this is irreverent. I'd say, no, this is very reverent. This is honoring God. This is honoring his presence. The spirit of God, the spirit of the living God is welcome in this place. This is his meeting. It's not even ours. It's his. It belongs to him. He's the guest of honor. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says, if we're all in the, in the church together and we're prophesying, so gifts of the spirit are flowing. We're prophesying. It says the unbelievers will come in and the secrets of their heart will be revealed and they will fall on their faces and exclaim, surely God is in this place. My goodness. It's like the spell just broken by the power of God. We're, we're, not, we're like Ted talk after Ted talk and trying to convince them to the kingdom. One a prophecy, God just reveals the secrets of their heart because the Holy Spirit knows everything about them and he loves them dearly. And he reveals himself to them if we would allow him to. But we're kicking the Holy Spirit. Just, it's time to let the Holy Spirit back in the church. Holy Spirit wants back in the church. The church needs to stop being embarrassed of the Holy Spirit and trying to protect the dignity of and, and being afraid things are going to get wild and crazy and out of control. That's not having much faith in your own leadership. Just be a leader. Just have some... <laughs> some grit. Some leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Leaders can steer the thing. Now, yes, it can be scary and can be dangerous. And that's why people don't do it, because it's scary and dangerous. And they're like, it's safe. 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 Nice and safe. Nice and monotonous. Nice and boring. <laughs> it's just, it does. It gets boring. Church without God is boring. Like my dad says, it's like McDonald's without burgers. <laughs> so we need the Holy Spirit. Need the Holy Spirit. I'm not purposely trying to be provocative and weird and, and strange. And, but we're just trying to get God into people. His presence into people. God can do so much more than we can do in an instant, in a moment. The last thing I'll say, I was ministering in Cairns, Queensland, Australia, at a, at a family church camp, and the power of God was just falling. People were falling over. And I looked at the back, and there was all these children that were just looking at, at me and what was happening. And they'd, it's like they'd never seen it before, and it's like their eyeballs were so big. They were like, what's happening? And then and the Holy Spirit just made me catch their eyes, and, and, and I said, oh, do you guys like this? And they're, they're like, like eight, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds. I said, do you guys want some of this? They're like, yeah. I said, well, come line up. And they lined up, about ten of them. I said, are you guys ready? God loves you. <laughs> He's real. And, and, and I said, lift your hands. I started praying for them. Holy Spirit just started to get poured out slowly at first. And all of a sudden, one of them just starts crying, just weeping. just. <laughs> and, and then another one just starts Starts weeping, just weeping. And then another one starts weeping. I'm like, Holy Spirit, whoa, 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 what's happening? Why are they all crying? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. All of them were crying. All of them were crying. It was like they were just weeping. My own son, Asher, he's 10. I've never seen him do this. He stood in the same spot for 40 minutes just weeping. <laughs> Just under the presence of the Holy Spirit. I didn't want to touch him or move him. One girl was rolling around on the ground and it sounded like she was in agony. Just almost sounded a bit like torment. And I could see after a while some of the parents were like, Is this a demon? Is this a demon? And I didn't blame them because even I was starting to think, like, this could be a demon. So, like just this intense, intense crying. And uh, I could see, like, I could see that some of the parents getting concerned. And so, what? Leadership. I just went over to the little girl. I said, excuse me, excuse me. Hello, hello. <laughs> She's like, Aah. And I said, I said, 
what, what are you feeling right now? She's like, this is awesome. <laughs> I said, carry on, carry on, carry on. And then, and then the joy started to turn to laughter, but it was joy laughter. And, and they were like, <laughs> and they were just laughing and crying in the Holy Spirit. This is 10-year-old, 7-year-old, 8-year-old kids that had never seen this before. It's not mind tricks, not me, and it's definitely not the devil because the devil's not so powerful. Holy Spirit is powerful. Holy Spirit was in control. That was his meeting. And afterwards, I was interviewing these kids, just asking them, what were you guys feeling? They're like, I just felt so happy. I just felt so happy. Can we do that again tomorrow? Can, can we do the one, one little cute little six or seven-year-old girl? She's like, like, she came up to me afterwards. She goes, excuse me, Ryan. Get, can we, can we do the laughing, crying thing again? <laughs> I said, of course we can do that. And this, this other 10-year-old girl, I said, what did you feel? She goes, oh, this is what blew me away. She said, before I wasn't sure if God was real. But after that, now I know God is real. I said, wow, Holy Spirit can do so much more than we can do in weeks and months of preaching. He just reveals himself. You've got some atheists just arguing, God's not real, God's not real. God just reveals himself to a little 10-year-old girl. I know that he's real. I know that he's real. She's met him. She's encountered him for the rest of her life. Even if she wanders off one day, God forbid, she still know God is real and he'd be pulling her back, continually pulling her back to him. Awesome, eh? Awesome. <laughs> I think the party's just starting. Hey, so who's coming tomorrow night? Hey. <laughs> Looking forward to it. We're going to carry on with this. Hey, this is Ryan Rufus from New Nature Ministries. And I just want to encourage you that uh, if you're enjoying New Nature Ministries and being fed and being blessed, uh, would you consider making a financial donation um, or even possibly partnering with us on a monthly basis? We just absolutely value and appreciate any financial amount that you give. Um, we appreciate your partnership. And it's just a wonderful thing to have other people standing with us in this gospel. We're not going to charge for the gospel. We're going to just take it to the nations. And God is our source and our provider. But uh, we just want to give you the opportunity as well to stand with us financially. No pressure. This is up to you. Just if it's resonating with your heart. Um, we just want to give you that opportunity. And so you can go to our website, newnatureministries.org, and look on the Partner Give page. It's got all the information on there. I just want to say thank you uh, for considering standing with us financially. And I just pray God's blessings be multiplied to you. In Jesus' name, God bless.